This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Here's Hog Dini! Do not scratch your eyes! Do not scratch your eyes! Do not scratch your eyes! Hello and welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, a podcast for Watford fans by Watford fans. My name is Justin, and with me is Carl. Hello, how are we all? And uh, basically, we're uh, doing this because we think there's a a niche in the market for uh, podcasts that perhaps aren't quite as um, kind on the team sometimes. I think sometimes podcasts can be a little bit easy going on players and not quite critical enough and if you saw some of the comments I was putting all over Watford's social media last season you'll know I'm not very kind about the team sometimes because I was scathing about them last season uh, so as I say my name's Justin I've been supporting Watford since 1985 that's when I was first taken to a game by my dad we beat Coventry City 3-0 that day uh, and I was mightily impressed with Colin West who was our uh striker at the time uh, and also uh, players like Nigel Callahan and Will Frostron and David Bardsley and Tony Cote and it was very very exciting in fact I sat in the old Schrodel's stand before the Rouse was built uh, that's how old I am um, so yes yeah, so I've been going since 85 there was a period in the 90s where I kind of didn't go because I had to work quite a lot so yeah there's a I've got a bit of a missing period there um, but I picked up again in the late 90s and I've been going ever since. Uh, so that's my Watford story. Over to you, Carl. You're a glutton for punishment, first and foremost there, mate. I am. <laughs> I am, yes. No, I'm not too far away from you. My, mine's slightly different. So I, my first game was in 88, 89. Um, we played Bradford City and we won 7-1. So I was hook, line and sinker, really, from then. Um my sort of Watford journey probably 
starts in the early 90s. So I'm talking about players like Paul Furlong, Kevin Phillips, Kevin Miller in goal. Um, you know, p- players like that. Uh, and I have seen some terrible things at Vicarage Road. Uh, but, you know, I've also seen some fantastic stuff as well, which we'll touch on during this podcast, I'm sure. Um, and it's it, really to touch on what, what you just said there, Justin. It, it's about uh, experiences and definitely a niche in the market for our podcast because sometimes things need to be said uh, that people are maybe afraid to say or, or, or don't want to don't want to rock the uh, rock the boat really and that's what we're here to do we're here to to give a, a level playing field for everyone and and hopefully uh, people enjoy it and and get stuck into it as, as much as I know we're going to definitely Definitely. So uh, we've started at a bit of an odd time, really, because, uh, you know, you would have thought mainly starting at the beginning of the season might have been the right time to start. Things didn't quite work out that way. But as it turns out, we have actually uh, started where we've got three games we can discuss. Three quite different games, actually, um, that have been within the last week. The first one being the one against Blackburn Rovers. Um, what did you make of that game, first of all? Um, the the Blackburn game is a is a good example of, of where we are this season. It's probably, in my opinion, our best attacking performance all season. I go as far to say, but I'd also say it's our worst defensive performance as well. I think we were quite open at the back um, and, and probably gave them a little bit too much um, respect, and then we could have finished that game off far earlier than we did, mm. um, and we just sort of pratted around a little bit with, with regards to, to not killing teams off. And that unfortunately seems to be the story so far of we'll, we'll nick a goal, but we're not killing teams off. I agree. I mean, the first uh, 20 minutes of that game, um, I think I actually messaged you saying we're, we're tearing them a new one here because um, mm. we yeah, were did. absolutely all over them. Um, and then that just sort of seemed to die off a little bit. Um, you know, it's, it's hard... Looking at the teams that's, that we're playing at the moment, the, the, the sorry, the, the players that we're playing from our squad, um, there's not many of those that were actually sort of playing last season, really. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's a young team as well, to be fair. Um, it's a difficult one, isn't it? It's uh, has he got his has he got his starting eleven yet in his head? Do you think? No, I don't think he has because I don't think he's even put them out yet or seen them together, really. Mm. Um, I don't think he's taken them out to a restaurant or anything. Has he not? Done I don't it? think he's even. I, I don't think he's even seen the players that he wants to play. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you're right there. Actually, I'm trying to think really who we're missing. I mean, obviously, I think we're missing. We're talking. We're missing Troy Deeney. Really, I mean, I think he has still got a role to play in the team. I think he has. Um, yeah. Quite a big one as well. Um, so there's a sort of a deany hole that I think needs filling. Um, but that's, that's a big hole as well. It is a big hole. But I, I, you know, I think I think you know Ken Semmer. I think has been a bit of a revelation already this season. I, I'm enjoying watching him play. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's sort of playing kind of the role that Delafeo was sort of playing last season, ish. Sort of, sort of on the left there. Um, I don't think we miss Delafeo. I've got to say, I don't think we miss him. I. I don't think we'll miss him in this division. I think we certainly missed him towards the end of last season. You know, it was definitely going to be the difference between where we find ourselves now and where we could have been. Um, but yeah, I, I, this league is a and look the the, the Wiccan game, um, which we'll, we'll touch on, I'm, I'm sure. But the Wiccan 
you're going to come up against players in this division that you you're never going to come up against in the in the Premier League, and that's that's the difference. And it's how we adapt and as we and we need to adapt quickly to those different challenges. You know, people people that are going to smash you about off the ball and kick you in the air, and the referee, the referee's going to play on. You know, he's he's not going to blow up. And I think I saw it a couple of times. Uh, well, in most games that, that I've watched this season, where a player goes over. And the arms go up in the air like, where's me? Where's me free kick? And there's nothing. Yeah. Um, and it's adapt. It's adapting to, to this division. And, and these players, a lot of them, barring probably Deeney, Andre Gray. I know Hughes, obviously at, at Derby, don't really know the, the division that well. I know we've got players that we, you know, still kicking around the club that we we took up last time. You know, Craig Cathcart springs to mind. Yes, um, but he's a player that's adapted very quickly. I thought, you know, I think he's looked solid. Yes, um, this season. So it, it, it's a tricky one, isn't it? And it, and it, it's hard for the manager as well because whenever you see a game on on Sky at the moment or, or TV, um, on the managers it, he conceded X amount of goals in um, Israel. He hasn't, you know, he's won this, he's won that, he's done it, but he hasn't played in the championship. And it's a it's a bloody tough league. I don't care what you say. That is a tough old league, and um, it is. It's I mean, going to be a lot. It's it's going to be a long hard season, mate. I think. Well, I, I said this to uh, a neighbour of mine actually when we got. I think it was a couple of days after the end of the season when obviously we got relegated. Um, he's quite new to the team. He's quite new to Watford. I don't think he's been a um, a season ticket holder for particularly long. And he was saying, oh, you know, you will bounce straight back. And I said, you've not seen this club get relegated nah. from the top flight before because that just doesn't happen. And the other thing as yeah. well, sorry, Carl, I was just going to say the other thing as well is we always seem to have this kind of, uh, last season being an exception, this incredible run up to Christmas. <laughs> and we just fall off. Yeah. And, and we find ourselves hovering around 17th position for the rest of the season and sort of scraping it sort of. And I just hope that doesn't happen this season because we haven't got that solid foundation yet, I don't think, that we can afford to fall away at Christmas. Yeah, it's the Watford flu, isn't it? We we go along, we get the odd Watford flu, and then we go Yeah. And we just fall we just fall off fall off the cliff. Just out of interest, do you know uh, I'll ask you a question. Do you know the average for a team to get relegated to go straight back up? What's the average in, in time, what's the average? I honestly don't know. I mean looking at Watford I'd say probably five seasons, but so the the average is six years. Is it really uh, for the for the teams to go? And you and you've only got to look at the, the divisions, even the divisions below, littered with Premier League teams. Yes, and and that's what I mean by getting that consistency and, and adapting as quickly as possible because it can happen. And I know I, I don't want to be a. Uh, the first podcast of the, <laughs> of it's our uh, doomed, <laughs> yeah, doom. We're all going down, and you're all go- yeah. There's yeah. no point in going, and you might as well cash your season tickets in for, for <laughs> as the points or whatever. But yeah, it 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 really is that tough. That it division. is. It is. Um, well, that's what so. If we, I mean, the Blackburn game, I came away from that thinking, you know, we did well, not as well as I thought. We could have done it like in the first half. In the first half, I thought, oh, this is a four 0 written all over it, but. Obviously, it didn't turn out to be that result. Then moving to Bournemouth, um, well, I mean, it was. It seemed to have echoes of last season a bit with the whole, you know, uh, not being able to hold on to a uh, to a lead. Conceding that late in the game felt like a kick in the teeth. It really did. It's just. I mean, if I had a cat, it would have got kicked. I've got to be honest. (laughs) I can't. I mean, 
The Bournemouth fans, firstly, do my nutting. I've got no time for the Bournemouth fans because they're singing the Champiani and all that rubbish uh, yes. to me. All, whenever we meet them, and it, it's just got it's got under my skin now. So, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I hope they stay in this division because that's all they deserve. But it to to con- to take a, a look at that game, I, I have to say, I thought defensively was breathtaking. I thought we were made. We were throwing bodies in front of people. We were we were prepared to do anything. We were prepared to, to spill blood. And as a, as a fan, I mean, that's all you want, isn't it? You want you want players to go crashing in and and, and do whatever they can to to get the ball. And then in the ninety fifth, whatever minute it was, yeah. Oh, it's just it's scrappy too, wasn't it? It wasn't even a good goal. It was just oh, scrappy. It's just does you just does your head in, and how, it's how and, they... like, and you hit the nail on the head. It, it, it's last season. This it is, is it's last season. season. It is. And, and I mean, to be honest, they don't look like they want to play football anyway, Bournemouth. They just want to you no. know, bundle you over. There was at least two red cards in that game that obviously, you know, oh. weren't given. Um, and ironically, you're thinking, well, VAR would have picked that one up. Well, would it? I don't know. After yeah. last season, who knows whether it would. But, Ish. you know, they were lucky to have 11 on the pitch at the end of the game. Um, and they just don't look as if they want, really want to play football. It's just about, you know, being brutal, really. And, and you know, their discipline, I think, is ter- terrible, Bournemouth. I'm, I'm really well, they, 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 came to, they came to disrupt the proceedings, didn't they? they? They didn't come to play football. They came to kick lumps out of us. And um, I, know, I know they've got a new manager down there. But it, it's the same old Bournemouth. It's all smoke and mirrors, you know, kick, pinch, punch, don't get seen. And like you say, VAR, I, VAR can jog on. I, I've got no time for VAR. But that, that, like you say, they would have been down to nine players. Oh, without doubt. You know, there, there were some horrendous decisions in that game. And, and that's the difference of the, of the championship, you know, with the, with the refereeing standards. They're, they're not good. And I know, I know the Premier League hasn't got great referees. But that's not all down to the to the individual referees. That's also down to the to the FA and and you know not backing them and, and not implementing VAR in the right way. And that that's the situation we find ourselves in at the moment, isn't it? Oh, definitely, definitely. It just felt hollow. I've got to say. I mean, I you know right up to the last minute, I thought I'll take one nil here, and then yeah. it was coming. Actually, there was a another I think goal mouth bit of an incident before that. You think, oh, we're lucky not to be. You know, drawing and then last kick of the game, scrappy. I had a text message ready to send to my mate who's a Bournemouth fan, and it was it was it was there, and I just had to press the button to you know have that, and then they went and scored. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) you deleted that then? I take it that was yeah. Yeah, no, I threw the phone out the window. Actually, (laughs) it's a bit drastic. Uh, and, that, and that brings us then to the Wickham game of last night, which, oh man, I mean, uh, it wasn't good at all. I Again, you know, when Saar scored his goal, he looked as if he'd been booked. Do you know what I mean? He didn't do any celebration whatsoever. He sort of picked the ball out of the net and walked off with it. I thought, I wasn't yeah. even sure it counted. It was. Yeah. It was. It, it looked like he found the ball. It, it oh, did. Someone lost this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give it back to them. He's like a ball boy. I was like, I just cannot. What was going on there? And then you know, it was then just a matter of time, I think, until they equalised. There was that uh, goal at the end that they had disallowed, which really I didn't they see. They should have won. Yeah, they should have won. See much wrong with that. I've got to say. 
And yeah, then, they should have won. And then you got Gareth Ainsworth at the, the side of the pitch, looking like he's the bass guitarist of an indie band. Leather jacket. I mean, that's <laughs> quite a, that's quite a look for a football manager. That long haired leather jacket thing. That's uh... it's something different, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know another football manager who who was the guy. I can't remember his name. He used to wear like a a flat cap. He might have been at Bristol City. Oh, oh, someone will tell me. Remember. Someone will go on. Someone, someone will know. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a there was another guy who used to. He looked like he he used to just roll out of bed and, and just turn up to, <laughs> to a game. It was, but yeah, he um, yeah, he does, he he is something else. Gareth Ainsworth. I met him at a service station once. Oh, and really? He, he was all yeah. He was. He looked like he would just you know got off a private jet somewhere. He'd been playing a gig in Miami or something oh, like really? that. But, <laughs> Yeah, it's, just, it, yeah, it's, it's but, quite a look. And that yeah. that, that centre forward was thirty eight. What's his name? Akin uh, Femme, uh, the Beast. He's a big boy, isn't he? Him, mate. He looked. He could. I mean, he could have eaten half our team. He looked like a like an American footballer or something. He was just like, and he didn't seem to be puffing or out of shape or anything. I know mean, that took him off and eighty minutes or whatever yeah. it was. But he's, he, you know, he's a big bloke. He was. He reminds me. He's of, a big. Um, he's a big old boy. Remember Danny Shitu. He just reminded yeah, me of yeah, him, yeah. sort of a massive, great, big mass player. Like, yeah. oh, I wouldn't want to play against I, him at all. I wouldn't want to swap with our defenders last night because I, the size of the bloke's arms. Yes. My God. Yes. He's huge. But, I mean, all credit to, you know, talking about Wickham, credit to them. They've got a guy who looks like he, he works behind the counter at Burger King up front. <laughs> and and they play to the strengths. They play to his strengths. They put the ball up. He's got a chest the size of, you know, double double windows at the front of my house. Yes. He's huge. Yeah. So they, they play the ball up to him. He, he's got two runners coming off, coming off him either side. All he's got to do is, is knock it with his chest or whatever he gets, it gets on the ball and they're away. And they, they, they did that all night quite comfortably. And he, you know, he might be 38 and he might be what you wouldn't necessarily call a football, you know, what a footballer should look like, but my God, he, um, well, he did the job, didn't he? I mean, he did the job. Yeah, he, he did, did the, the job. job, and you can't knock that. I've got to be honest; you can't knock it. So, going back to what we were saying earlier on, what what do you think our strongest eleven is going to be? Do you, I mean, what do you think? What would you want to see as your first eleven? It's, I mean, talk about put put a man on the spot, Justin. Well, you know, what? I'll start. I mean, Foster has got to be in goal. I'm not sure about Backman at all. Um, yeah. And the other guy, I can't even name the third goalkeeper. Can you? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, there, there you go. Well, they got Parks. They got is it Dol- Dolberg? He's on loan, isn't he, at the moment? But he he's he's one for the future. But yeah. I think they got Parks as the third choice. Who's the is the youth kid? But yeah, so, Foster for me, Foster. number one. Um, nailed on Bosch. Exactly. And I, I, do you know what? I, I, he's had the odd game here and there where I thought he's been a little bit... This is going in the past. There's been games you think, well, really, Foster's to blame for that game. But there's been other games where you think he's he's kept us in it. You know, Bournemouth, I think, was yeah. the case in point. Was it Bournemouth or Blackburn where he was just heroic? Absolutely heroic. Oh, he's had, he's had a few... He's had a couple of stonkers even this season, isn't he, where he's kept... I mean, last night, he's kept us in the, in the, in the Wickham game, hasn't he, quite... He Quite has. honestly. He has. He's done brilliantly, I think. Um, at the back, you see, Kiko's another player, I think, that has his moments where you just think, oh, God, has this bloke got a professional contract? And and then last night, he puts in that ball for the goal. Um, and I think he was probably, yeah. possibly, man of the match territory yesterday, Kiko. I think he put in a, a yeah, decent yeah. shift yesterday. Um, so I, lo- I like him a lot. On the other side, um, you know... Ngakia, yes, I think he's, he's okay. 
But is Adam Messina going to come back and take that position? I, I would actually like Ngakia to be on the right. Ah, uh, behind Saar. Yeah, I'd like him to be there. I mean, the, the, the problem for me at the moment is, I, and when you're asking me to sort of pick my, my team, I, I'd pick a team, but not in that formation. Oh, I could okay. pick a really strong team, but I, I struggle to get, and I, the person I struggle to get into the side for me is Saar, because he's not a striker. Well, I'd have him on the right wing, I think. And yeah. Are you playing 4-3-3 here? Is that your formation that you're thinking? Or... Well, yeah, I think that's... And I, and I, I know the manager likes an attacking uh, based on you know his, his past, which, don't get me wrong, I've never seen a live game with, with the man at all, but based on some of his previous setups, a 4-3-3 would, would, would probably work a lot better. And, and if, if you look at the front three... That kind of picks itself for me. I think you, you've got, definitely got Saar on, on the one side, Deeney in the middle, and maybe even Andre Gray up with up with Troy or, or, or slightly changing it around up the front, not a straight free, a diamond free. But, All right. Well, it's interesting it, you bring up Andre because it's, it's going to be critical time, I think. Uh, no. Certainly for Why me. would you do... Well, no, not good old Andre. I, Why would you do such a thing? Andre Gray for me, for me... Uh, sits in the same territory as Tamas Priskin and Dominic Foley. <laughs> really? And Trevor not Foley. Well, no, yeah. I'm not having that. No. <laughs> no, he does. He does. I mean, I, no. he had a period of being a great super sub at the end of the previous season to last. So after we, just before we, I think it was the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, wasn't it? He came on and put one past Palace and a couple of games either side of that. He came on as a super sub and saved the day. But I just don't see anything in him that, to me, says heroic centre-forward or goal-scorer of more than five, ten games a season if you played him every game? There's a problem with Andre Gray. Well, there's two problems. What His first problem is he's not the most famous person in his house. So that's This is true. <laughs> this is very true. The, the second problem for him is it, it comes across... now. I, you've got to tread carefully with it because the stuff that he represents and what he does at the moment, you know, you have to doff your cap and, and, and so forth with a, um, you know, the, the black lives matter movement and, and so forth. But it almost seems like, yeah, I'm talking as a player. I'm, I, yeah, yeah, no, no. And, 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 and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm getting, and I think this does affect him as a player because it, it's almost like he's the football career comes second to all the other stuff that he's got going on. Now I, I'm not knocking him for that. Yeah, but he's At being all. paid what eighty grand a week to be eighty grand a week to do the football. So, let's put that first. Let's put that, yeah. unless the other lot are paying you a hundred, which I don't think they yeah, are. Which I don't think they are. But I, I just want to see from Andre Gray like he gives a crap. Yeah, because I make, think his attitude's terrible. Sense? No, no, I think his attitude's yeah, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. really bad. I just don't think he looks interested a lot of the time. No, and um, I'm not knocking the guy. I think I think what he does outside of football is, is tremendous, and he deserves all the respect in the world. But I just want him to turn up at Vicarage Road on that pitch and give an arse about yeah. the shirt that he's wearing. Yeah. And I don't see it. I, I just don't see it. No. Um, I think at, at this level in the championship, he should score goals. He has scored goals in the past Yes, when he's played at this level. Yes. He should score goals. He, his, his unpredictability is almost an asset to him because you never know what he's going to do. He, he's almost like, uh, you know, 50p foot. He could fly into the top corner or it could go and kill someone in the in the rookery you, exactly. just, you don't know no and that's his unpredictability and, it, and and that's what probably is the one of the most frustrating things about him and you, 
you talk to most fans, not just me and you, when we've spoken about him, you talk to most fans, it, you, he's like Marmite. Yeah. Some some love him, some think, what, why is he wearing a Watford shirt? You know, yeah. why is he not back with the lot up the road that he yes. loves so much? Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, the lot up the road. So we played, I know we're skipping about it, but we played them at the end of September and we beat them. And I didn't even really have a chance no. to enjoy it. To be honest with you, no, no, it was like a, it, it, it was like a, I don't know, a, a Christmas spent in Dubai. That's how I'm going to say it. it's like yeah. it's baking hot sunshine. And is it Christmas? Yeah, it's like that's the that's the derby that we waited so long for. Mm. And I don't care what what people say. Watford and Luton fans both want to play each other. They both hate each other. They they want that game. And and like you say, it was like did did that happen? Did we yeah. did we just beat? Do we just beat them up the road one nil? It's just, I mean, it's dusted over, isn't it? It is. It's almost a bit. I mean, sometimes there's been big games that I haven't been able to make that I've watched on telly, and I've thought, oh man, I wish I was at that game. You know, I really wish I was at that game. And there's obviously been games where I've been there, and I thought, I'm so glad I was at that game. You know, yeah, yeah. But 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 because we can't go. And we're not allowed in the stadium. It's kind of watching. It almost feels like sometimes you're watching a bit of a training match. Um, mm. And it's got that feel, isn't it? It's got that feel. And I didn't actually watch the second half because I had to go out uh, to a wedding, so I was listening to it in the car. And even the the kind of the the commentary was a bit flat and a bit, you know. And I, at the end of it, you think, oh, well, you know, that's good. We've beaten Luton, but I didn't have that whole, you know, yes, you know, we've beaten Luton thing. It was kind of well, you know, who's next kind of thing. Um, and I, I also I, I wonder whether um, you know our performances would have been better with a crowd already. We can't ever know whether we would have been better oh, if we had I a crowd. Um, I, I think so. I think I think look as, as a professional, I mean, I, look, I'm not going to claim to be a professional footballer, but I think at any level, you know, no matter what you do in. in if if that's your job playing football, you want to play in front of crowds, surely, don't you? That's that's why you that's why you get out of bed in the morning. I think, isn't it? I know, well, I know football football's gone crazy because you're getting you know eighty thousand hundred grand a week, but surely that's got to be the motivation, even to get booed at and and you well, know players like this, that, and the other. Exactly, players like Deeney thrive on that though, don't they? I mean, he actually, yeah, love he, it. He, he loves the adoration and he also loves the haters as well, and he, he thrives he on he it. He gets off on it. Yeah, he gets off on it. That's why he's gone to talk sport because people are gonna. You know, people are going to, that's exactly what they're about. They, the, the love, hate, all the people that they have on that. It's about love and hate, you know. Marmite, they love him, they hate him. And, and that's what that's what it's about. Yeah, I mean, I love the guy. I think he's been an excellent servant for uh, for Watford. Um, I, I can't think of anything critical to say about him. Last season, I think playing on with that damaged knee was probably not a great idea. Um <clears throat> But I think he probably did it, you know, to, to be the captain and to sort of see the season out or whatever. Uh, occasionally he says things and you think, oh, yeah, I wish I hadn't said that. Oh, Troy. Yeah, you know, just, you, play, just play football. That Arsenal thing when, uh, you know, I want to hurt them. You know, I knew that was yeah. going to come back and bite him. I of course knew. it was. It, it took two seasons, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it, but, it, but it came back and it bit him and you think, oh, you know, I wish I hadn't Here said we that. go. Yeah. Yeah, but I know. And it... it and it is. It's he's one of those. And listen, as you just said, servant wise to the club, he's been fantastic. He's is he the player he was a few years ago? Definitely not. You know, no. um, he's coming to the end of his career. Sim, simple as, which is why he's chosen to to you know to do what he's doing at the moment. I well, think. he's going to make that, a, that, a fantastic pundit. Of course you know. he is. He's, of course he's he is, make because a... he, he's he's not afraid to 
to say what he thinks, is he? No, really? no, he's not. And as I say, sometimes that's been magnificent, and other times I think that's been his downfall slightly. Yeah, um, just play football, Troy. Just why, play football. why he's in a Watford shirt? I just want him to play football. Oh, definitely, I don't. You know, you know that's uh, what he does after football. Wish him all the luck. But while he's in the Watford shirt, just score us goals and get us back into the Premier League, please. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that's your forward three. And we kind of worked on the back four. Pusey last season, for me, I think was uh, a bit of a revelation. I thought he was never going to, you know, one of these players that wasn't going to give up. He was still playing, you know, strongly. Um, and I, I thought he was great. He even gave some quite realistic um, interviews after matches as well, saying, you know, we're not good enough, we, we, our performance wasn't good enough, whereas normally you get this all sort of, oh, you know, the lads tried their hardest and, you know, we put a shift in. Yeah, they get the script to read off, don't they? Oh, yeah, we tried very well and, uh, you know, we did this and we, we you know, we're going to try again next week and that, and that's and, and that's it. But, yeah, it's nice. It is nice. I mean, on Hughesy for me, I, I always... Um, I've always liked him, even when he was at Derby. I thought he was a, a cut above the rest. And then when we signed him, mm. I thought, oh, here we go. That's a real statement from our club that we're, we're invested in, not just a, a quality player, but someone for the future. Yeah. And I, I'd, I'd love to see Hughesy be captain yes. after Troy's gone. Yeah, I'd I love agree. it because I, I think he's quite a, quite a character. And although he, he, you know, he might seem a bit meek and mild, I think you know, from what I understand and... And, and have heard that he's quite a presence around the around the training ground and you know around the club. So for me, brilliant player. So happy we've kept him. Actually, so happy we've kept him. I think that's the the biggest thing for me to keep um, to keep Husey Kapu again in the middle as well. Yeah, I think he's he's one that uh, in this division, if he can be bothered, and if you know Etienne Kapu says to himself, "Do you know what? I'm going to go and put myself out there and try my best." He will ruin this league, yes. and, I, and I generally mean that because the, the guy, when he's on his game, in, in you know when we were back in the Premier League, was different class, different gravy. You know the the way he just look up, ping a ball, just like ah, has he really just done that? I totally agree. You know he's he's just one of those players, isn't he? Totally, um, yeah. And he used to knock in the old wonder goal from outside the box as yeah, well. Which uh... yeah, he did love a little little punt now and again, didn't he at, uh, at goal? Um, but I, I guess that the, the the midfield before Decore's department, um, department, sort of departing, yes. um, would be, they're the three, aren't they? They would be the three that sit in that middle. So it, it's kind of the, the conundrum for me in the, in the centre of the park is Husey, Kapu, and then who? Who fills in that? And, you know, I know Cleverly's playing a lot at the moment. I know he's, yeah, he's captain in the club. I know he's just signed a new contract, but I don't. I just, I just he's can't. another player that will have storming games, and others where he gets a little yeah. bit frustrating with his passes. Yeah, he scored the other day against Blackburn. Yeah, he which did. Was yeah, nice no, to he, see. Took, he took it well as well. Yeah, it, uh, off the off the rebound. But I just, I don't know what it is about him. I just can't connect with him. No, I and think... I don't know. And I, I don't know if it's me. I think like I need to invite him out for a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and just explain my feelings yes. so that he understands and then he'll know what he needs to do to impress me. I, I, well, you know. Um, we could right. sort something out. We so, can certainly sort uh, something out. Uh, yeah, if you, if you're on the social media, mate, get in contact. 
treat you to a pint. I'll come. We'll have a chat. We'll have a little chat. Yeah. Maybe we'll record it. <laughs> now, what you want to do is, right, you want to do this. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I liked him the first time we had him on loan. I thought he was a, a decent enough player. That was, well, 10 years ago now, I think, wasn't it? Probably, probably more. Sometime, yeah. Sometime. Um, I think the problem with him is that we maybe haven't seen him play consistently enough for a consistent amount of games. There was... He seemed to be playing yeah, all right, maybe. and then he got injured. Um, and then he yeah, came on yeah. as a sub a lot. I think if we see him more often, maybe we get the flavour of him. You're right. It's something I can't quite put my finger on. That he's, he's Yeah, not... it's like the other night. He, I forget who it was against. It might have been Blackburn. He, he just put this sideways ball across the middle of the park and just gave it away. Yes. And just, you know, and then from, from a, a point of possession, we're then bricking it because we've got three or four, I'm sure it was Blackburn, three or four players just attacking us, just from from sloppiness. From, from and it's at the end of the day, the guy's an ex England international. It's, it's like well, he's played for big clubs just, as well, hasn't he? You know, he's played yeah, for Everton. You know, you're, not, and... you're not you're not a shoddy player if you played for Man United with the greatest respect. So I know no. they're going through a bit of turmoil at the moment, but it, it's just like Tom, for God's sake, yeah. You know, watch what you're doing, yeah. Mind you, it's just stuff that, like that. that goal against Arsenal a few seasons ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, listen, he. he I drank a few beers after that game. Yeah, me too. Was singing, was singing his praises, absolutely. But it, it, again, I, I've said the word before, consistency. It is, it is and consistency. That, in this, in yeah. this division, it's just, please, Tom, you're you're one of the, you know, the the bigger names at the club. You know, you've played for some of the biggest clubs, let's, let's put it how it is, in the world. Yeah, yeah. Man so. United are one of the biggest clubs in the world. You've played for them consistently. Yeah. You know, Alex Ferguson would, or wouldn't, have accepted that no. and put you into the first, you know, if you weren't that sort of player. So, no, definitely not, you know, no. in this stage of your career, you shouldn't be bloody doing that. It's, no. You know, that, and that's what it is. It's, it's frustrating. And I, I, I want to love him, but there's just something where I can't well, connect. And we've, I, and, we've put the, we've put the offer out, haven't we? So Tom, if you're listening, yeah. right, just get in touch and we'll have a little chat. I'll pay Tom. I'll yeah. Pay. <laughs> I'm coming. I know, I know you, I know you I know you're a bit strapped for cash at the moment. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'd, yeah, exactly. I'll chuck in a packet of pork scratchings or oh, something for you. Whatever. I'm definitely coming. Um, yeah, you're so, welcome. So, so to look where we are then after the the start we've had, I don't think we're in a bad position really. We've lost one game. Let's nah. let's not l- lose context here. We've lost one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Possibly They're... drawn too too many. Um, we've thrown we've thrown points away, haven't we? Let, yeah. You know, simple as we've we, we've we've thrown points away, but there, there's a I, I saw today uh, there's a few um, and and this is this is why we love football because it's it's an opinion it's about opinions you know my opinion and your opinion people listening to this might not agree and they don't have to and that's brilliant exactly. and that's what we want we want exactly. people to come and say no that's wrong hmm. you geezers haven't got a clue what you're on about yeah but I've seen today on social media people questioning the manager. No, you know, look, look at where we are in the league. I've seen that. Wobble as well. your head, yeah. Wobble your head, yeah. Get, try and get a connection and just look at it and go, oh, actually, yeah, it's not so bad. No. Because if we'd have had this start we... last season, I'd have still been back in Javi. Um, yeah. without well, doubt. No, I think that's mental. I think that might come from our trigger happiness sometimes with managers. Um, but no, no, I did see that as it's well, imba- and I thought it was mental. It's embarrassing, though, it is. isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to do because we've got so we, we could sit here all night talking about this. But it, our, our trigger happy TV management function that we have uh, on the controller somewhere in Watford, where they just eject them out of the seat and get the next what the next one's waiting in the car outside is yeah. is 
is embarrassing now. And I, I don't I don't want to go too much into it, but because but it is. It and is. I just want us to get behind this guy who looks like fundamentally he's actually putting a little bit of personality into that squad. I agree. It may be very defensive at the moment, but it's a bit of personality, it's a bit of fight, it's a bit of desire, and that's all we've wanted for you know, maybe a couple of years now with you know, take away the FA Cup and, and, and so forth. But just a bit of fight and a bit of desire and, a, and a, an attitude where we actually go into games going, we're going to win this. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I didn't feel that at all last season, at all. No. I mean, a, a little no. bit when Pearson came um, sort of just before Christmas and just after Christmas, I felt a little yeah. bit more confident. But don't you think that was bonkers? Uh, I do. We can I, talk about it quick. I do. What happened there, though? Do we really know what happened? I, there was some sort of no, argument I in the dressing know. room. Uh, I, I, they asked Scott Duxbury the other day on that fans forum thing, and he sort of said, yeah, I'm not going to go into yeah. it. And that's fair enough. I don't think it's anybody's business, really. No, it's not anyone's business. But it's, it's just the manager's there to do a job. And if the manager gives some you know, courteous words to somebody saying that you're not pulling your weight, and the, and the facts, you know, don't, the, the league doesn't lie. Or the result we at the time. Was, weren't we 3-0 down to West Ham or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so, <laughs> it's like the, the, the situation didn't lie. And if the manager comes in there and goes, oi, you, pulls you to one side and says, you're not pulling your weight, that's his job. Yeah. That's what he's there to do. Yeah. So I just, like you say, we don't know what happened, but I, that the whole situation was embarrassing. It's, it's now, it's gone. It's done. We've, yeah. we've dealt with it. We've, we're moving forward. We've got a guy at the helm who looks like the real deal. He does. Got, we're going to get behind him and hopefully be back in the Premiership very shortly. My only criticism of him is I try and watch his press conferences. Is it his hair? No, actually, his, hair? His, his hair's all right. Actually, you know, he's his not... hair bothers me sometimes. Does I mean, your really? hair is mental, but his hair. <laughs> well, his hair does bother me. It's not his hair. It's I try and watch his press conferences and I think. I'm going to fall asleep because oh. I think I really yes, want to know. We, yes, exactly. yes, <laughs> I really, yes, I really want to yes. know what's happening with the injuries. And you just think, I, I, you know, I find myself looking around the room and checking my phone. And by the time I've done that, yeah. it's ten minutes into the interview. I just, it's, it's just that lack of, you know, I don't want someone like Jurgen that's always upbeat all the time and smiling and happy. Okay. And there's a nice middle ground somewhere where you've got a manager that will show a bit of personality, a bit of passion. Um, his voice is monotone. I find his accent quite difficult to understand as well. Well, he's a he's quite a busy man because he's obviously been chasing James Bond around for it for a little. Yes, bit, he does look a bit like a Bond villain. Yeah, also, he's a, I, mate. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess with him. No. I reckon he would have you in the back of a car <laughs> with a hole dug at, with a hole dug in the woods somewhere, ready to go. You know, if he says leave me alone I don't want to answer the questions about injuries I go as a reporter I go yeah no problem yeah we'll leave it sorry sorry to sorry to bother you mate I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll do I'll go make you a cup of tea and I'll get I'll, I'll leave you in peace yeah I'm not going to press you any further Vlad it's fine yes yeah, it's, it's absolutely it's fine, fine absolutely you you tell me actually you give me the questions and yes we'll, we'll do it you wouldn't mess with him the guy nah. looks and, and and the players probably if I was a player if he was giving me a rollicking at half time I'd be like absolutely gov whatever you need I'll go and yeah. I'll go and murder someone on the pitch now. Just <laughs> exactly. let me out there. Yeah, I think there's, I mean, there's obviously uh, a, a very strong discipline ethic behind it all that will no doubt show itself going forward. Um, but, you know, last night, for example, that game, we drew one all, which we didn't look very comfortable in. We would have lost that last season and we would have had 
ex-Spain. We should have lost it last night. Well, we should have lost it, exactly. <laughs> but lo- the difference is last season, we would have had uh, a, a Spain international on there and we would have had an Argentinian international on there and we would have had all these yeah. players that play for big clubs like Barcelona and Juve scratching their heads going, how are we losing this game? Whereas I think holding it to a, I took a draw at the end. I thought, oh, we're lucky to have a draw, especially the disallowed goal and the rest of it. Um, and I think that, you know, last season, that is a game we would have lost, regardless of who was in charge. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. With much Absolutely. bigger, quote, bigger household names um, playing for us. So I, I can only see positives, really, at the moment. I'm not worried about the, the, the rest of the season. If it stays like this, and uh, with, you know, First team players that are still left to join us. So we'll include Gray in that, although I'd rather he sat on the bench. Gray. Yeah, I'd rather he sat on the bench yeah. and kept that warm. <laughs> uh, but, you know, with uh, <laughs> Will Hughes coming back, maybe, um, and, you know, being able to play the formation that he wants, I think it can only be positive going forward from here. I think the other positive for him as well, and give him, his, give him credit, because um, if I'm right in saying, we only had around about 10 fit players at the beginning of the season when he, when he took charge. Right. So he's, he's really brought on the kids. Yes. You know, and, and I've been saying for a while, I'll get some, get some youth, especially when last season. Yeah. I mean, my God. But, um, you know, get some youth in there and we've got some, some real players that look, look the part in yeah. that. In Definitely. that system, um, yeah. you know, and he he's given them a given them a little go this season. And to be honest with you, long may that continue because it definitely it will certainly push the push the players that feel or you know in their in their in their heads or whatever it is the capoos of the world that I've I've got a guaranteed starting place to to crack on and get the job done exactly exactly i mean he didn't we didn't even talk about uh perica perica pericha i never had to say yeah, his name. yeah. No, you know he I was mean, looking promising wasn't he he was looking promising until he got injured yeah he looks like he's out for a bit as well which is a shame um, um and Joe but Pedro's again, that's, looking that's, good that's, to, sorry Carl. yeah he does that's what i'm saying he, he's one of those players that i'd kind of put in there i know he's not because he's he started virtually every game bar in the the other day but he, he's a player that once he figures out the division because it's not like the premier league and he, and he figures out that he is going to get knocked about and he 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 then plays the game that way hmm. he'll he'll come on leap and bounds i think there's a lot of understanding of and i don't want to sort of put too much on it that the division is this special sort of secret society and no nobody in the outside world of football knows about the championship but it really is a unique division mm. you know it's not like the premier league it's it's probably not even like league 2 mm. league 1 and the championship are probably a bit closer but it's it's going to take the foreign players a little bit longer to adjust to that i think and jao pedro is definitely one of those players that he's he's probably out there running around going what on earth is going on here? Well, quite. I mean, he, he must have seen he must have seen Akin Fenway last night and <laughs> thought this bloke's this bloke's broken in. He shouldn't be. What's he he's doing? He's twice here? his age, wasn't he? Because I think he's only nineteen, isn't he? Joe yeah, Pedro, twice and his he, age. And, twice and his could, age. Have, could have bench pressed him easily. Yeah, easily yeah. without breaking a sweat. Yeah, like where where on our where wherever Joe Pedro's played, I know he's come from Brazil, but he's never seen no. a player like that. I wouldn't have Not thought in a million so. years. Not a chance. No. No, they don't build it. I think they were actually saying in the commentary that you, you, you don't see sort of proper centre forwards like that anymore either. You know, it's he's a big Jesus boy. <laughs> he's a big fella. Um, he's a big old unit. Just looking forward to the next couple of games then. We've got Barnsley away on Saturday and we've got Barnsley. Stoke at home. Now, didn't Barnsley do QPR last night? I think they Barnsley did. smashed QPR 3-0 last night. 
Yeah, I mean that's a bit of Which, a warning I shot, mean, isn't to it? To be fair, that's yeah. I mean, look, Stoke. I, I said at the beginning of the season. I don't know if it was to you actually, but I I fancy Stoke to be a bit of a dark horse this season. Right. I got a sneaky suspicion about them, so I actually think that's a a really big game. Mm. I know it's I know it's early, and you can't put too much on that. Mm. Um, but I mean, you look at Reading at the moment. Reading are absolutely yeah, they're unstoppable. Cruising, yeah. yeah, they're cruising at the moment. So uh, it's going to be really important at this stage to pick up those wins and to beat teams like Barnsley. And going to Barnsley is going to be tough. You know, again, it comes down to a, a player like João Pedro going up to Barnsley. Yes, and uh, in the freezing cold in the in the depths of winter and trying yep. to put on a performance up there, that's not an easy task. No, it's not. Um, it's and not. then you've got. Stoke at Vicarage Road, who I, I've got a sneaky suspicion about Stoke this season. I hope I'm wrong. We always seem to crash and burn against Stoke. I, I don't ever remember a game where we took them. It always seems to be we, they nick us. Or... Yeah, I, we, well, here, here's a fun fact for you. I used to live in Stoke for seven years. All right. So I so I became a little bit of a, a, a as I call them, a clayhead. Oh, yes. Um, so I... I used to watch that, and they always had that certain brand of football where it was, uh, you know, hoofball. Mm. And I think they've come away from that now, and they finally sort of detached themselves from uh, Tony Pulis and and all their all their past. And they they brought in some interesting players, and I, I still speak to a couple of Stokies, and they're they're quietly confident about their chances this season. Really, and I always remember when I lived up there, Watford. Whenever we went to the uh, Britannia, as it was then. Um, we we seem to win. I remember Helgerson scoring up there at, at like a one they went and Stoke the top of the league. Right. Um, so so we, we seem to do quite well up there. But I I think you're right. I think at Vicarage Road, yeah, we're not quite as we're not quite as lucky with them. Well, we'll see. I mean, they're three points behind us, so we're sat in joint second. Yeah. With Bristol City and Swansea at the moment, and they're tenth, but they're only you know they're six places below us, but only three points. That's that's the championship in it. It's just mental. That's the championship all over, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so that could you know they're all good games to win, but you know that could be quite you know potentially a big one. I mean the Bournemouth game, if we'd have beaten them, that would have been nice. That would have been put quite a nice gap there. Um, just sets you up, doesn't it? Just it, it, sets, it sets you up you for up. those for those those little group of games because you get the. Saturday, Tuesday, or Saturday, Wednesday, whatever it is, and it, mm. it just sets you up, sets you up, and that's the that's the make or break of this division. You start dropping points like that, like we have been, mm. all of a sudden, you know, mm. you got Reading. What are they? How many points are they? Well, they're twenty two. They're seven points ahead. You know, they're yeah, you know, they're, they're already. Mm. They've so lost it, a game. It's re- yeah, it's vital. It's vital to get to to pick these points up. Yeah. It is. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll, uh, we'll we'll go and have those two games and then we'll come and report back and see what we thought about them. In the meantime, there are ways to get in touch with us uh, on social media. Carl, uh, have you got the Twitter handle there? Yeah, so we've got uh, the new Twitter page, which is our uh, handle is at D-N-S-Y-E underscore podcast. So okay. Do not scratch your eyes. Underscore podcast. Give us a follow. Put your uh, your views or or anything that you want us to talk about. Maybe anything like that. Yeah, I'm definitely. on the uh, the old Twitter account. So uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, communicating with you all. But uh, yeah, that's where we are. So that again is at dnsye underscore podcast. 
And we also have a Facebook page, which I think uh, we only launched it, I think, at the weekend, and we got something like 30 people liking it already, which is a bit odd. We haven't even put a podcast on there yet, so that's encouraging. Uh, that's good news. <laughs> Wait till they hear it. Yeah, oh, 20. It's gone down to 20 all of a sudden. How's that happened? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm also hosting something on Luther Blissett's page um, occasionally. It's not every game, but um, he tends to find ex-players and ex-managers of the team that we're playing against, and we have a little chat on there, and he's asked me if I'll host that with him. So if you go to Bliss8 uh, on Facebook and follow Luther Blissett, I'm often on there pre-game talking about that as well. So I, uh, I take it you're going to call in a favour. And uh, we're going to get Luther. That we are. That will happen, I'm sure. I will definitely be speaking to him and seeing if he'll pop on. I think I think he does that anyway. He, he went on Pidge's uh, thing the other night. I was with Pidge on uh, TMA on Tailor Made Army. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And all of yeah. a sudden, Luther pops up. It's, oh, here he is. <laughs> He's Luther. So uh, I'm pretty sure we can ask him to come and join us. That'd be amazing if he did. Um, and if there's any other players listening, uh, old or new, and you want to come on and chat to us, we're kind, honestly. We won't be too critical. Uh, unless you're Dominic Foley uh, or uh, Thomas Priestley. Do you know what? That we should get do- anybody that knows Dominic Foley. <laughs> you need to get hold of him, right? Because Dominic Foley ruined my childhood. But we'll get into this. Really? Some other? Yeah. yeah I yeah. think we need to get into this on the next one. We'll definitely mention Dominic Foley on our next podcast. Uh, I think we're out of time, really. I'm just looking at how long we've been chatting for. We've been going for nearly 48 minutes here. It just flies by. Sorry. Like that. No, that's all right. Sorry, that's, that's, my, that's, that's my fault. No, nah, that's all good. That's all good. I don't get out much, Justice, so I like to have a chit-chat well, with you. There it. you are. There you are. So what we'll do is then we'll uh, let another couple of games go by and then we'll report back on the Barnsley and the Stoke game here on the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Until next time, it's goodbye from me, Justin. And it's goodbye from me, Carl. See you later. Sada. Sada. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.